You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Kicked Back, a home for football fans that want to stay up to date on everything going on in the football world. Join Caroline, Liam, and some special guests along the way as they talk about all the trending news around leagues, players, teams, and much more. Now, all you got to do is get comfortable and kick back because we're about to get started. Episode seven. What's up, football fans? A great morning for us as we are, you know, just finding out the Champions League groups. And Liam and I have all of our computers open, <laughs> our phones on Twitter. Some fun stuff to talk about today. Liam, how you doing? I'm good. It was. Uh, this is almost a live reaction, raw reaction for sure. This is. Uh, we basically just pulled these up as we were coming into the office. The draw was happening, and now we. So you're gonna you're gonna get it as it I is. Know. Original opinions. I'm pumped. I. Uh, all of our hot takes, Liam, are doing really well on socials. Uh, yes. There's one I really, before we get into Champions League, I want to quickly address because we posted a nice clip on YouTube and uh, the traction it got was great, but the comments, I got roasted. What? I know, <laughs> I know. It's okay though. It's okay. Uh, I took one for the team, but I, I don't change my opinion. So here's one thing I want to clear up about Milner and Van Dyke. In that situation, I always think that it's important that teammates demand more of each other. My problem with Milner was that he also was defensively poor in that moment. Sancho literally dusted him and sent him sideways. So then when you look at the whole situation objectively... Van Dyke wasn't the only one responsible for that situation. There was Milner, there was Alexander Arnold, uh, Van Dyke didn't step, and then Allison was completely out of position. So when all that happened, Milner getting up in Van Dyke's face made me mad because I was like, you yourself, Milner, did a poor job defensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he also, if you're going to yell at one guy, yell at the entire team. That's my first point. Second point is, Van Dyke knows he's played a really poor th- first three games of the season. Going and tearing a strip off of him after a moment where he knows he's effed up didn't do anything for him except visibly bring him further down into the dumps. I don't think that that's a leader. So when when I saw that, I was like, unless that moment changes the game for Van Dyke and for Liverpool, I don't like it. And it didn't because Liverpool ended up continuous, continuously playing poorly and Van Dyke still didn't have a great game. So yeah. when you look at it at the end of the day, you ask yourself, did Milner really contribute positively, which I don't think he did as a footballer in that game at all. And then even as a captain and a leader. So I, I stand by my truth there. I also want to con- absolutely give props to Van Dyke for handling that with composure, because I can't say I wouldn't have been pissed at Milner if he was all up in my face like that. Yeah. He kind of just kind of just tuck it, didn't he? he, like did. he, he I think he knew, he knew what he had done. And I think the frustration of just what has happened to Liverpool the start of the first yeah. three games and then you go into the United game and the atmosphere was crazy and then, you know, United come out the way they did and then they score. It was just kind of, I, I think, just visible frustration all around. But I agree with what you're saying about Thank Milner. You. Like, he's got to, you got to kind of read the room, I guess. And I'm sure it was, uh, honestly, instant reaction from I, him. I and uh but yeah, I think we'll be interesting to see. And like, if Milner wants to go around and yelling at people like that, he needs to also step up his game and be a, a better player. And 
Yeah, like I like Milner. He's I a, do too. He's, a, he's been a good professional and he's had a good career, but yeah, you know what? Maybe you're not the player you were five, six years ago to be yelling at Van Dijk, who's exactly. was, was one of the best defenders in the world. He's Mil- obviously not right now. 100% agreed with you, Liam. And, and Milner's a tough midfielder, so I understand what he was trying to do in that moment by blocking the shot, but anyone who's played football knows that he... 100% overcommitted. And that also is a poor defensive decision. So honestly, when you look at the whole, the picture as a whole, Liverpool is just not where they need to be. And that I think goes down to every single player. Yes, Van Dyke needs to check himself. Was that the moment uh, to do that when you're down to a United team at Old Trafford and you're losing to a team who's at the bottom of the Premier League? Probably not. Save it for the dressing room or save it for Klopp. But that's just my opinion. If you guys don't agree with me, for sure, talk to me. This is why we ha- we have our podcast. But uh, it's just crazy. I think I... Um I don't know what the term is, but I, I think that I kind of rubbed some Liverpool fans the wrong way. Yeah, I think they're a little uh, they're a little sensitive right <laughs> yeah. now. You know, we had United fans the first two weeks; they got the win. They've calmed down a bit. Now we have Liverpool fans, and now Liverpool fans. If we have you here this time next week because you had a poor performance against Bournemouth, Ooh. this is not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to just take the criticism. You've been so good now for three seasons. It's, uh, it maybe it's your time. It happens. All right, Champions League talk. Let's do this. Uh, let's start with Group A. Ajax. With Liverpool. I know. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Speaking of Liverpool, who need to kind of have a comeback here. Uh, Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. Kind of a group that Liverpool, if they don't get their stuff together, they may struggle. They will struggle because even, you know, Rangers are the weakest team in this division, but also is an all-British tie if you don't think when they go to Ibrox and play Rangers, it's going to be a hostile environment, it's going to be tough for Liverpool. And like those Rangers fans are going to travel to Anfield. Like I think Liverpool actually have three really tough games in this group. I think so too. And we we talked about Napoli and Serie A, how a lot of people are saying that they could be winning the Scudetto for the first time since Maradona. So who knows? Maybe they bring that same level of performance into the Champions League. But even when we talk, when we go through the rest of the groups, I wouldn't sleep on any Italian team because when we spoke about Serie A on this show it's just so up in the air with who could win that title and I think that speaks to how good these teams can be on any given day so Napoli is a team that I'd kind of put a star next to with might potentially be a sleeper surpriser pick well I think they're they're a very interesting team because the start of the season they've had hasn't been overly difficult but I also think it's important to note that they haven't made it difficult. Yeah. They, you know, like they had a, maybe a couple of issues against Verona in the first game, but that was kind of two goals against a run of play and corners or whatever it was. And they took care of business against Monza. And now their attack is looking deadly. Like they have that, that Georgian winger whose name I'm not even going to try and pronounce again. <laughs> He's very, very good player. And uh, Osterman's great. And they've just kind of, they've filled the voids that they lost over the off season. And, Filled them in an unexpected way, and now everyone's looking at them like, okay, well, this team's actually really good, and we'll, we'll get a better picture when the Champions League starts, like yes. before the Champions League gets going. They have Fiorentina, Lazio, and Milan all away from home before that, so we'll have a better idea then. But right now, I I like Napoli to challenge. I think like I think Liverpool will win the group, but I really do like Napoli to challenge Liverpool for this group. Oh, I would love that. And we can't forget about Ajax because yeah. although Eric Ten Hag is now with United, that core of the team is still there and they in the last 3 seasons have won their Air Divisie title. So, they're a strong team, which I feel like is kind of out of the conversation at times because we don't really think about the Dutch league yeah, too often. We think about them when they get to exactly, the Champions League. Exactly. So, that's I I really think group A is way more difficult. We've literally mentioned every single one of these teams saying you can't write off as a yeah. as a loss. Yeah, and I think too with Ajax, like if they lose Anthony to Manchester United, that'll be a big loss, but also that again, like the home, the home pitch advantage for them is big, and they're just a, they're just one of those teams you can't really ever write off going into these tournaments. So yeah, I agree. Like, I think there's a clear group of death when I look at these, but I also <laughs> think which we'll get to pretty quick. Yeah. But I think when you look at that group, it's it's not easy by any means. Yeah, we're we're close to the group of death. Uh, group B, who do we have? Uh, Porto, Atletico, Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. If Atletico don't win this group, then I think something went wrong. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like Bruce, they got the uh, 
two Canadian boys. True. Yeah, Buchanan True. and Kyle Lahren. Great so point. I hope they do well. Me too. I'm man. excited to see them. This is good competition. Um, Bayer Leverkusen have had a poor, 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 poor start <laughs> to the season. Man, very definitive. Yeah, they they haven't won a game. Three games in, they've scored one goal and conceded six. So they're they're not leaking goals by any means, but also it's not pretty for them. Like they've played Dortmund, which is a tough game, obviously only lost one now. Osberg, which they lost 2-1 at home, and I believe they were even winning in that game. No, sorry, it was tied 1-1 at one point. And then they lost at home again to Hoffenheim, and they didn't look good at all. And then they also lost to a team who I've never heard of in the German Cup, who's a fourth division team. Like, it's just really difficult for them right now. They're going to have to turn it around if they're going to want to compete in this group, which I think is why I don't have them qualifying for the next round. I think I would put my money on Atletico winning this one and then Porto. And honestly, if like things keep going poorly, maybe Bruges is the team that finishes third and drops to the Europa League. You, you, um, you identifying that Buchanan and Laren play for Club Bruges just made my day because <laughs> I, it slipped my mind completely. But what an opportunity for them. Yeah, right before the World Cup. Right before the World Cup to start establishing their their name in international football, yep. go to a World Cup, which you guys already know my hot take. Canada's the dark horse. We could be seeing them eventually one day play for these big clubs that are, you know, our top dogs in Champions League. I think especially Buchanan. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> yeah, I love him too. And I think Laren is, is obviously a good player. Like he's only 27, but he feels like he's going to be one of those guys that hangs out in almost the... Uh, second tier yeah. of European clubs, but one of the top teams, like he's played on Besiktas, he's now playing on Bruges. Like I could see him bouncing around to like teams, like even maybe Salzburg or something like that, like Benfica, like those kind Benfica, of teams. Yeah, yeah. But Buchanan, like this is a, it's a huge opportunity for him. 23 years old. Like he, he is injured right now, but he'll play in the champions league this year and go to the world cup. And it's his time to shine and show the world what, what we know of him already, right? I totally agree. And actually, you know what? When we were watching Canada and the qualifiers, I know that a lot of people obviously reference Kyle Lahren, Alfonso Davies. For me, Jonathan David, I was like, there's something special about Buchanan mm. that if this guy can just stay consistent throughout these tournaments uh, and make the impact that we've seen him have in certain games, he's going to be the star player. He's like my, he's my golden ticket on Canada that if he, if he performs really well, I think Canada can find another level. I do think he's the X factor for Canada. That's what I'm trying to say. I think so. Like, because like you said, there's the three guys who were expected to perform and then this Buchanan, who's obviously expected to perform, but I also think that if he he's not, how do you say? Like it's not that he's not. We don't need him to perform, but if he does perform, then it's such a big boost to this team. And he just shows up every game anyway, so you don't really have to worry about it too much. Exactly agree. And for me, growing up, that was almost. I'm not comparing these two footballers because they're very different. But Xavi, when he had a really good game, the team would be so much better than when he. I would never even say he had an off uh, a bad game, but when he had kind of an off game for him, the team was noticeably different. Yeah, I think Buchanan has that type of impact on a team. I think that's a good good way to put it. Yeah, just the, on the same page. The rhythm of the the rhythm of Canada flows through Buchanan. Wow. There you go. Very poetic. Yeah. How profound. I love that. We should start making t-shirts. There you go. This brand though. Brand t-shirt. Wow. That, I feel, yeah, that was great, Leo. We're good for one of your puns or like profound statements there every you go. episode. They just I come it. to me. I don't know what it is. Group of death. Bayern. Barcelona meet again. Inter. And I'm not even taking a stab I'll at that. Victoria Plaza. Okay, well, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. But I it mean, is a, it is a weird looking one. Okay, so you have Inter, if I remember correctly, winning Serie A, a team that we're, no one should be sleeping on. Mm -hmm. Barcelona, uh, for a lot of people, is their sleeper pick for obvious reasons. Xavi, hopefully bringing this team back. Frankie de Jong, uh, Pedri in the midfield, Lewandowski, a team that maybe shouldn't be a write-off as much as they may have been in the past. And Bayern, man, I'll get into this later, but Bayern is my team to surprise everybody. Yeah, I... Do you know what I was thinking about it? I was like, which, what, I just don't know what the way is going to go. Like, I think the obvious way is the way it kind of looks on the screen is Bayern, <laughs> yeah, Barcelona, right? Inter and Victoria Plaza. And 
Unfortunately, I don't think Plazen are going to make much of a dent in this group. Yeah. Um, it would be great to see them grab a couple of wins, like the San Siro or the New Camp and right, right. all that. Like That's what the Champions League magic's all about, and I would love to see it. But I, unfortunately, this task might be a bit too tough for them. Um, I think Bayern Munich takes this group handsomely. Nice. Okay, that's, I, that's my That's kind of my big take on this group. Um, Me too. They're just in such a rhythm right now. 15 goals for one against. You know, this is what the Bayern Munich team are playing for. Yeah. And they're going to bring it. I completely agree with you. Uh, Liam, I feel so happy to do this podcast with you. This is We're just on the same page always. I think Bayern Munich gets dis- disrespected way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much. For everyone who says that the Bundesliga is a quote-unquote farmer's league, it's, it's so annoying because people need to remember that they won the Champions League in 2020. Like This was a couple years ago now that they won the Champions League. They solidified themselves as a top club in Europe, and here they are with an even better team now. I think Sadio Mane will be that difference maker for them that takes them to another level, but when you score 15 goals in three games and have one goal against, no matter what league you're in, that's impressive. And they're working as a team. You can tell through photos and interviews that they're really like a tight knit team, which is very important in these tournaments. And I would not sleep on Bayern Munich, despite what you think of the Bundesliga. I think a thing with Bayern too is they now have to do it as a collective. Yes. And I'm not saying by any means was Lewandowski bad for this team, because that would be wrong and stupid of me to say, but... Before they relied upon his goals to score a lot because they knew he was more than capable of scoring three or four a game if he wanted to. But now they're all knowing that they can all contribute and everybody has a role to play in this game, in this team now. And it's not just to feed Lewandowski, it's to feed Mane, to feed Coleman, yes. to feed Sane. Like there's just so many, so many threats on this team. And like Davies, like, Davies. <laughs> you know, like, our favorite, are you, do you think he's the best left back in the world? Were yeah, you with me on that? I think so. Yeah. I'd, like we've not a ton of research behind it. I mean, he's definitely <laughs> one or two. Slightly biased like, for yeah. both of us. But he's up there. Do you know what though? I'm going to, my first take of this podcast. Yes, let's hear it. I think by Barcelona doesn't get out of this group. Wow. That's my that's my thing. I don't hate it, Liam. I just I just don't know if that team's there right now. Like they're obviously great, but I just I don't know what it is. I just feel like Inter has that little edge over them okay. at the moment. I don't even think it's based based off like a talent thing. I just I don't know what it is. I just Feels it just I just don't have that feeling that they're gonna that Barcelona from the past yet. So funny because I feel like Barcelona is kind of a roller coaster ride right now. Yeah, there was a time last season where Xavi went on this unreal run with them. Do you guys do you remember that? Yeah, towards the end. And then all of a sudden they're they're not winning any games and they're Mm -hmm. getting, you know, they're breaking records for all the wrong reasons. I can't remember every stat off the top of my head, but they kind of fell off. And then we talk about the start of this season, all the trouble in Barcelona with signing players and and getting everything on time. Uh, I know that they played a friendly yesterday against city. Yeah. That was a a charity game for ALS. Right. So you can't really look at that too much um, in terms of like actual team performances. I do think that they have a lot of talent on their team, but Liam, I'm not, I would not, it would not be a jaw dropping moment for me if they didn't do well, because I do think they are a team that is kind of trying to figure out the pieces right now. And it can be a very up and down ride, unfortunately for their fans. Yeah. And so the thing with me about them is I, I think they're obviously I, this, this group will go down to the last fixture in the group, I think. Okay. But right now, like they weren't that convincing in week the first game of the season for them, like they drew nil nil, um, obviously dominated the game, but 21 shots, two big chances, didn't get a goal. And then they played real saucy dad last weekend, one four one. However, it was Lewandowski scored in the first minute. Alexander Isaac scored in the sixth minute. He was signing for Newcastle, by the way, great signing my team. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't until <laughs> fatty fatty came on in the 64th minute that that's when the game turned around. So I just, I don't know what it is. Like they obviously won 4-1 and we'll see, but I just have that feeling like my picks are going to be Bayern Munich and Inter Milan and Barcelona to get their Europa League spot. I would love to see it. I would love to see Inter get that second spot solely for Serie A. Like uh, just to bring more of respect back to yep, Serie A. You I know agree. what I mean? I agree. And do you know what? One, one, t- one good team isn't making it through. 
Either way, the one way you look at it, like some is, I think Bayern's a lock. Is Barcelona or Inter? And I'm just gonna put my gonna put my chips on Barcelona. Okay. Um, be out. Okay. Group D: Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting, Marseille. Um, I'm gonna. Here's my hot take. I think Frankfurt's winning this group. Really? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but remember when they played Barcelona last season and they filled thirty thousand of their fans at Barcelona Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think this is a football club that's like super passionate. Yeah. And remember Barcelona went through this deep investigation. Like how did that happen? Oh really? Yeah. It was crazy. 30,000 fans traveled to Barcelona and somehow had more fans in Barcelona than Barcelona themselves. Xavi after that game was like, this didn't feel like a home game. This felt like an away game. So I just feel like this club has some secret sauce and some really passionate fans that I think they're going to surprise Tottenham I have this gut feeling and this is no disrespect to Tottenham because Harry Kane's unreal uh Hungman's son's unreal no disrespect I just am not completely sold on the fact that they could potentially win the Champions League I'm not saying they're not getting out of this group but I'm not you know just I'm not 100% sure about them yeah and I think that's fair they've not exactly like they obviously went to the Champions League final a few years ago what was that now four or five years ago yeah. against but still like they're not the European powerhouse to say like I think I don't know how this group's gonna go I do think Tottenham wins the group so we'll disagree on that but I like the take of Frankfurt and I think they're really gonna play for it this season and do and try and go on that run just because what you know they won the Europa League last year that's why they're in the Champions League and they haven't had the best start to Bundesliga, but I, I think I think they're banking on the champ a good Champions League run to help push the team and you know it, it helps a lot like when you you're good in the champions league like it can sometimes rub off into the league you know so i like them sporting will be interesting they've had a an interesting start to the season two in portugal one one and one they did draw against uh oh sorry they lost to porto they drew to braga and they uh they beat rio av i believe that's how you say the name um they're always one of those teams. I think it's it's so hard to read because the Portuguese league is so poor to put it politely. Yeah. It's three teams, and then Marseille. I don't know about them either. I don't either. I don't know about them. There, uh, I think there's just a lot of question marks in this group to say who's going to come where. I think it's going to be a very competitive group. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Group A, but not as. Not as high profile, yeah. I guess is a good way to put it. Perfectly so. So I'll go with Tottenham, Marseille, Frankfurt, and Sporting. Oh, wow, That's what Frankfurt I'll do. Frankfurt and third. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I want to say about Frankfurt, because I know that we, we we were talking about them losing to Real Madrid in that Super Cup final recently. But they played well. They played well. Yeah. I think that they played a very good Real Madrid team, but I remember watching that first half and being like, they're really aggressive and they, they came with heart. Yeah. I think heart matters in these games because I would almost bet on a team with more heart than uh, maybe even a Barcelona that might have more skill. Um, and I'm not saying Barcelona doesn't have heart, but I just think Barcelona's a little scary, inconsistent right now. So I don't know. Frankfurt's my, maybe I'm completely wrong guys. Well, this is the well, beauty of football. Hey, we all got to have, uh, <laughs> we all got to have a crazy pick. It's not going to go perfect. So you, sometimes you got to go off the board a little bit. I, I like the Frankfurt pick. I, I think they're going to be like, they won the Europa league last yeah. year. They're not yeah, a bad team. Ready. They've just, they've had a difficult start to the yeah. season, but <laughs> I don't think that says too much. Like Liverpool is 16th in the Premier League. <sighs> Which yeah. is so funny. I was looking at know. odds yesterday and I think some odds have Liverpool like to win, very close to winning. I'm yeah. like, that would, it's crazy. It would take a lot. It would. They, they would have to be, like I've, we spoke about it last week on Tuesday, sorry, but their next kind of run of games, I think it's September, maybe into October a little bit. They have Arsenal, Chelsea, and maybe even City or Tottenham, I can't yeah. remember. It's like you have to win at least two of those games to kind of get yourself to, up to that standard again. 100%. But the the crazy thing about football and how long the seasons are and how long the schedule is, is it does not, at the end of the day, how Liverpool started could be very different to how they end. We say this almost probably yeah, every episode. Definitely. And if they end up winning, uh, by imagine, no one's going to be talking about, <laughs> 
oh, you remember their poor performance against United? Yeah. You know, so that's the crazy thing about football. Um, Group E, I'm so happy. Guys, it's been a while, but here we are. AC Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, and Dynamo Zagreb. I Sorry if yes. I sounded very uh, <laughs> uh, off on that one, but I'm just happy to see Milan in this group. And I think Milan Chelsea is going to be a great game. And I have my pick on Chelsea again, maybe a bit of a hot take. I think they're probably one of the more overrated teams in champions league. And this is an opinion that kind of just formulated because when they had their opening game against Tottenham, we were so impressed with them. Uh, but then when you watch them against the Leeds, something you spoke to Liam a lot is that they don't have that, you know, really core group of finishers and that's going to matter. You can't just play defense the whole game. You need to have someone who can get those goals for you. And I just, as much as I really respected the way Chelsea played against Tottenham, I don't know if that's the team they can be every single game. I agree. Um, on the Chelsea front, they yeah, they have a lot of playmakers, but they don't have that finisher yet, mm. you know. Um, where Milan, they're on the up, and I like them a lot, and I actually think, I think they'll win this group. Yes! I think that's where I'll go with my pick for this group. Love it. Uh, Chelsea, I think I'll finish second. I do too. Zagreb... I don't know if they have enough. Like, it's hard to say. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watch the Croatian League every <laughs> yeah, week. I, I, but I watched the game yesterday against Bodo Glimt for a, a brief bit. And they, they ended up winning the game 4-1. And I, I don't know. It's just, I just don't know if they have enough to get them past the Chelsea or Milan. Like, the battle will be for, set for third in this place between them and Salzburg. But again, Salzburg have come into this competition the last three years in a row and um, put up a fight, you know? Like, they, the first year they played Liverpool, which was tough for them. They finished third in the group and fell to the Europa League. Second year they got into there, they finished third again, but they also played Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid. So, finished third above the Mos Locomotive Moscow. And then last year, they actually made it out of the group stage with Sevilla, Lille, and Wolfsburg, wow. which is a bit more user-friendly for mm -hmm. them. Finished second in the group, and won all three of their home games. Oh, damn. So that's a that's a good good advantage for them, I would say. And then, you know, drew to Bayern Munich 1-1 and lost 7-1 in the Allianz Arena. So Milan and Chelsea is the, the game to watch in this one. There's no doubt about it. And I'm really excited to see it. And Milan, just at that next level. And also um, Tamori, former Chelsea Academy player, is now back, plays for Milan. So that'll oh, that'd be, be cool. That'll be a little... Uh, Little welcome home for him. Probably the first time he's played at Stamford Bridge. I, I would think, unless they played last year, I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, Milan so. and Chelsea are my picks to go through. So I'll go Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, Zagreb, and the order it shows Literally on the page. Same. Yeah, exactly the same here. I think you said Chelsea was the team you're not believing yeah. in the most. Yeah, Chelsea right? is my is my overhyped team. Um, and for obviously the reasons I stated, I just yeah, I don't. Unless they play like they did against Tottenham because they were, again, so compact. They were tactively so good. Um, you know, if they're, if they can find a way to finish and they, and they play that well tactically and defensively, it's a different conversation. But mm -hmm. right now, based on what we've seen, it's my overhyped team. Okay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Group F. You want to take a stab at this? Because I know I'm going to mess this up. All right. Real Madrid. <laughs> yes, that one's good. <laughs> I'll be Leipzig. That's better than me. Shakhtar Donetsk and Glasgow Celtic. There you go. The yeah. the all name, the all name group. Yeah, you uh <laughs> I'm so good at messing that up, so I'm not taking heat for that. You did it perfectly. Um I mean, shall we just state the obvious? Real Madrid isn't getting out of the um, Real Madrid's winning the group. <laughs> <laughs> Can we state the obvious? Real Madrid's not getting out of the group. <laughs> so Real Madrid's going to walk this group. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm really excited to see them go to Celtic. Mm-hmm. And see the fans there. Celtic had a big night. I think it was probably over ten years ago now, where they beat Barcelona at home, and it was people say it was like the best, one of the best matches in Celtic's history. Like they've won the Champions League, so it can't be the best. And uh, so I'm excited for that one. Leipzig is always one of those teams you can't underestimate. Yep, I think they have a really strong group. Shakhtar, the U- the lone Ukrainian team in this Champions League this year. I wonder, I wonder about them just with obviously everything that's going on, how much they can be motivated to, to do it for the country, I guess is a good way to put it. So could be a nice Cinderella story. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of banking on them actually. And the, the Ukrainian league started again last weekend, I believe it was. So the way they're doing it is no fans, unfortunately, as a fear of air raids, yes. which is not ideal. And, um, but Terrible. it's good to see them try and get back to some normalcy, I guess yes, you could yeah. say. Like, it, that's really nice. Um, so Shakhtar, I like them as a bit of a sleeper in this group, but it kind of, it gives me vibes of Group A again. Like, I just, maybe I just know Scottish football a little too too closely to, great, from, from being in England, like the, the way the fans are. But I just think going to Celtic will be such a tough game for these three teams. Uh, Leipzig, like I said, you can't sleep on them. You and uh, Shakhtar's just a good team in general, to be honest. Even without everything that's going on, so I don't know how this one's going to fully go. I could see it going Real Madrid, Leipzig, Celtic, and Shakhtar. I think okay. is the way I would see it. But I would not be shocked at all if Shakhtar or Celtic just kind of turned it on and got through this group too. Okay, I'm going to go Real Madrid, Celtic, Leipzig, Shakhtar. Okay. I like the the Celtic. I don't know what it is about Celtic. I just, I got that feeling. It's like the Barcelona up, thing. Yeah. I grew up with my dad constantly talking about Celtic. So always says that they're, they're solid clubs, them and the Rangers. So yeah. Yep. Group G city, Sevilla, Dortmund, Copenhagen. And you brought up a great point. Go ahead. Liam. Holland returns. Damn. Damn. This is going to be good. That's a, that's a fun one. I'm actually, I'm excited to see what the Dortmund fans have in store for Haaland because they're just, they're good fans yeah. and they, they always have those banners and stuff. And yeah. I think they call it the yellow wall or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it's a, it's a great atmosphere there. And, you know, they haven't had the best start to the season either. Like this group is similar to group F. Like it feels like cities to lose essentially. Like we, we see them more often than not, and they're, they're just such a great team. Like I could see it being City and Dortmund and kind of battling out here. What do you think? I uh, I completely agree. I'm so excited to see 
it's so funny. Waz on our first show was like, he was built, uh, Holland was built in the Borussia Dortmund factory. So it's going to be oh, so yeah. cool to see them playing. Like, what are the odds? You know, I think that's so awesome. Yeah, that is good. That's uh, what you look for. That's the point of exactly. the Champions League, right? You want these storylines and it's, that's it's a massive The one. biggest, it's probably, probably already, the media is already uh, yeah, printing headlines right now. It is a huge speak. one. I think <laughs> everyone has City winning the Champions League this this year, I, I definitely think it's possible. And I said that they're going to win the Premier League. I don't... Pep, Pep, Pep and City have a, have a tough time in the Champions League. That's not news to anyone. I don't think... Like, I absolutely think that they're going to win this group. Mm -hmm. And I do think it would be City, Dortmund, maybe Sevilla, Copenhagen. But... Well, Sevilla want to go down to the Europa League and win it again. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, then there you go. Um, I just... I have a tough time because City traditionally doesn't do well in these tournaments, but as of late, at least, but Holland and Kevin De Bruyne, I, I've spoke to it. I think that when they start getting into these big Champions League games, they're going to destroy people. And when they start getting more into form together with all of these games under their their belt as a duo, I think that they're, they might be untouchable. I am. Um, I'm very excited Me too. to watch them in the Champions League <laughs> this year. And I think this is a a tough enough group in the sense that they won't go unchallenged. Yeah. Like, I think even, like, going to Copenhagen will be a really tough test in the environment of what it is in Denmark. And City, like I said, should walk this group and shouldn't have any issues. So I'll go City. I'll go City, Dortmund, Sevilla, Copenhagen. Actually, no, I won't. I'll go City, Sevilla, Dortmund, Copenhagen. Okay. That's what I'll do. Do uh, Dortmund drop to the... Third spot. Yeah. They, okay. they now go down to the Europa League. I just think that they feel like they're in a bit of a transition spot in a sense right now. Like, And defensively, they're not as good as they should be. And I think that this next season we could be talking about Dortmund in a different sense but they're relying on a few too many young players right now to get them over the line and I don't know if they're ready for the big time of going playing against Manchester City and Sevilla the right. six-time Europa League winners and you know Copenhagen like I said they're no pushover so I could see Dortmund struggling a bit more than expected so I guess that'll be my I don't know if they'll be my overhyped team because I don't think there's a okay. lot of hype behind but maybe Biggest underachievers okay. to say like what group they're in and stuff like that. Like okay, I, I like put it, yeah. like Barcelona in an underachieving spot because they're in a tough group. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, has City ever won the Champions League? No, they went I'm to the final yeah. once against Chelsea a few years ago. Yeah, 2020, 2021 season was the first time ever they made it to the finals in their history. Yeah, yeah. Well, so shit. That's, uh, that's the big storyline of Pep can't get City over the line there. Which I thought that was just a stat for Pep with City. No, no, no. Wow. Never well, won. then shit, they need to get it done. Yeah. This that would is, be um, unbelievable for City fans. I was going to say this is probably the best team they've had to do it. I'm trying to think of what teams have been like in the if past. If they like don't do it, it's bad. Yeah. like every, It's, it's kind of like if Real Madrid doesn't win, it feels like an underachievement. Except Real Madrid has been able to do it for five yeah. times now <laughs> in the recent memory. But City, City need it. Probably City and a group we'll talk about next. Paris is uh, oh my two goodness. teams that probably need this more than anybody else. Because you look at all the other teams. Chelsea have won very recently. They beat City. Real Madrid have won. Juventus have been to a final and just aren't the team they were. So that's fair. They're kind of probably out of the picture. Bayern Munich have won recently. Uh, Liverpool won recently. Like there's just a, you know, out of those big dogs like City are the ones. City and Paris the ones that need it the most. PSG also never. Guys, we'll go straight into Group H, uh, which is PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and... Uh, Maccabi Haifa. There you go. Liam always has my back. Uh, PSG has also never won the Champions League, and this is a massive storyline with this club. Obviously, a club with money, a club with very talented footballers, with questionably the greatest player of all time, but can't seem to do anything in the Champions League, and that's where fans always come to always say that Ligue 1 is is also a farmer's league because these guys are able to score all of these goals in league. But when it comes to champions league, it doesn't translate, but 
we are seeing Neymar and Messi and even Mbappe in real top form right now. They're going nuts. They are going ham. Like don't, isn't there some with their combined stats or something? Don't they lead in all of Europe or something like that? It's just a crazy stat that they have going. So, so sorry, I have them right. Yeah, yeah, good. Perfect. Three of them combined. Neymar has five goals. Mbappe has four. Messi has three. So they have 12 goals. Neymar has six assists in three games. Uh, Messi (laughs) has two. So there's eight. So they have eight assists. Mbappe doesn't have any right now. Eight assists and 12 goals between the three of them. Mbappe wants all the goals to Mbappe himself. just wants to score. That's fine. Hey, <laughs> Which is great. They need someone to pass to. So as long as he isn't bumping into anybody yeah, after the pitch. Honestly, kills me. So... And Sergio Ramos. They've got a, an unreal... Maybe in the conversation is the greatest defender center back of all time, but an unreal leader on their team yeah. that I think really kind of probably nipped that drama in the butt like quickly. Um, just a team that I think might be different this Champions League around. Like I just think that PSG and Bayern, um, who are always criticized for the leagues they're in, actually might show that they deserve some respect on their name this Champions League. I'm feeling the same. I, I'll save my pick for the final later on, but okay. I think PSG have a great, great chance. I, I just, looking at the team here, there is, everyone in their starting 11 is nuts. Yeah, I They know. just have so much talent and they're going to be tough to stop. And now you're in your second year with Messi, like it's time to show up. And it's time to start producing these competitions and making it the distance. And you know what? They've got to at least make the final. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I even semifinal just doesn't feel like enough right now for PSG. And they can do it. Like, they, they obviously have the guys. And I just, this feels like a different Neymar to me than we've seen for the last few seasons. This feels like Neymar's on a different wavelength and he knows that like they have the capability of doing it. And I think he wants it bad. Neymar has been so heavily criticized for a while now at PSG. And I watched his documentary on Netflix. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen that actually. It's really good. Okay. Watch it. Um, obviously injuries. I don't think PSG is an easy club to play at for obvious reason. I think that there's some egos there and, and ownership not issues, yeah. but there's just, you know, some controversial things that have happened in ownership. I don't think it's an easy club to play at. And I think that we are finally seeing a healthy Neymar get back to his playing ways, which we know he's one of the best generational talents we've ever seen. So to to kind of see him peak right now and start playing the solid football ahead of Champions League, ahead of the World Cup, I think we might see Neymar... M- quite possibly better than we've ever seen him because this confidence he's having and this this even dynamic that he's been having with Messi for PSG has been super solid to see. So in three games, like I said, Neymar is six assists. Last season, he had six six assists in 22 games. In his first season with PSG, he had 13. So he seems seems well on pace to crack that. I mean, it would be, we spoke to Neymar and how his diving kind of rubbed us the wrong way at the 2018 Mm. World Cup, but that's no disrespect to him as a player. It was just kind of his attitude, I think, in certain moments that drove me crazy. Mm. But that's no, we're not ripping on him. I, I pray that we see peak Neymar with like other peak Brazilians at the World Cup to watch some of the best football we've seen from Brazil in a long time. Yeah, like Vinny Jr., Jr. Gabriel Jesus, Jesus, uh, Casemiro Casemiro will be there. Just just those guys alone, you're like, okay, okay, that's that's the call. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck with just a five-a-side game. Then you put Allison in goal. I know. There you go. I know. Uh, Other team in the group, Juventus. I wouldn't sleep on Juve, especially if they can get their injuries in check. Pogba, Di Maria. You know, it's so funny because PSG and Juve have two guys that I think are going to win the World Cup. I think Di Maria and Messi with Argentina are going to win the World Cup. That's my pick. And I think both of those players in their respective clubs have a good chance to have like a pretty good Champions League run. I don't want to put all my cards in or all my chips in on Juventus because I think we said on one show that last season was their first time they went a decade without a trophy. So we were all of a sudden like, wow, Juve needs a rebuild. And Kalini left, who was their captain for, I believe, 17 years or some crazy stat like that. Uh, but I do think that they are a team that could win said, yeah, we go back to that conversation about the Scudetto and how it's anyone's title. I wouldn't sleep on Juve. Yeah, I like Juve too. I, th- I do think they'll finish second in this group. They... They got a lot of guys, but like you said, like they're banking on those injuries to come back and make a difference. Like 
Di Maria in that first game of the season was so, so good. And he was the heartbeat and then he got hurt and we didn't see him last week against Sampdoria and then they didn't score a goal. So I just wonder, wonder what that's going to be like for them in these games. Like Paris is going to be obviously high octane attack. How are they going to contain that? Are they going to be able to get goals? And then Benfica, they're always a team that you kind of got to worry about. I agree. I just, I could see them finishing second, but I could also see them being the team that falls out of this group as well. But I will say, I'll I'll put my chips on them finishing second in the group behind PSG, and then I'll have Benfica third and uh, Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa. From Israel. Wow. Yeah, they're an Israeli team. Wow. So they haven't been in the Champions League for a few years, actually. I can't remember the last time they were in, but... Uh, it's usually them and uh, I'll try and get this other one. McAfee Tel Aviv, I believe it is. Okay. That's how you say it. So they're, they're the kind of two big teams in Israel. So I don't, th- they're probably the weakest team in the Champions League this season. But you never know. You never know. It is the Champions League. They are the champions. I'm going to say exactly the order that you did as well. Um, Di Maria, I want to say that I feel like Di Maria flies way too under the radar. Yeah. Way too, for, for how good he is. He's, we, we, we need to dedicate an episode to underrated players because yeah, he's one of the most underrated players. And look at the teams he's played for. Real Madrid, Juventus, PSG, Manchester United. I, I don't get it because he's played on these, like you just, to your point, these really big clubs, but why don't we, and I'm at fault for this too. I never off the top of my head, think Di Maria to talk about him, unless I'm watching him play in a World Cup or uh, some kind of tournament where he's having an unbelievable turn. I'm almost reminded mm. of his ability brilliance. and skills, his brilliance. See, I really wanted to use a, a word like that, but he really is. Yeah, he is. And with Messi. I know, that's why I'm Argentina. Every God needs an angel. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Our punch. <laughs> All right, so those are the groups, ladies and gentlemen. We're in for a very good Champions League this year. Hold on, I had an article in here. I think I closed it. When does everything start? Mid-September, I think, usually. Yeah, September 6th to 7th is match day one. So basically, match days go from September to November. Then World Cup, Yeah, which is crazy. Which is a wild time. It's almost... going to be difficult for a lot of these players it's going to be such a long season i can't imagine you're almost like don't want to make europe in a way last season like it'd be a bit more beneficial like obviously you want to make it and never want to be competitive but in a way it's like yeah maybe this wasn't such a bad year to miss out on it honestly though because they go to the world cup round of 16 starts mid-february and finals june you were tough you were playing basically champions league give or take for a year yeah and with the world cup it's going to be a tough run. I, uh, good luck to their bodies. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to it's gonna take those big squads, I think, that'll get it done. Um, so what do you want to do now? Picks for the final or winners or? Okay, yeah, give me your final and give me your winner. Okay. So I, I'll do my long, my Cinderella story, which is Napoli. That's okay. kind of Wow, my, to win? No, 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 sorry. The, they'll go, the, I wouldn't be, sh- the, I feel like there's always that one team who makes it to the semifinal who's almost not supposed okay. to be there. So I'll take Napoli. That's my team to do that. And then my final, I'll do Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain. That'll be my final. And I think, wow. I think that PSG will get it done this year. And then we'll see all the stuff about like, oh, Colin is a Farmers League and stuff in, in April and May. All that jazz. So that'll be good. Yours? Um, that'd be fucking insane. That would be nuts. That'd be a good one though. Very PSG Bayern. That's my, that's my pick. Well, you know what? I would actually love that because then it's kind of just like shut up to anyone who says that it's Farmers League. Yep. yep. I'd love that, Liam. It would be a good one. I, uh, it was funny a few years ago, like in the, the two of the final teams were like PSG and Leon. And I remember Mbappe made like a tweet or an Instagram post. Like, oh, what's this about the Farmers League? And he says, oh, well, it's what it is, I suppose. <laughs> Whatever. That's, people, it kills me because the people who say that wouldn't be able to score one goal in yeah, this quote in unquote Farmers Leagues, right? <laughs> um, final. Let's be crazy. Real Madrid, Man City. Oh, there's, two fi- be... there's two finals I want to see. Okay. If possible. If I have a dream world. 
Real Madrid City, because I think every fan, you don't even have to be a football fan would tune into that. Mm. Um, and Real Madrid Liverpool again, because I, and even though I have Real Madrid winning the whole thing, yeah. I'd love to see Salah have an unbelievable game against Real Madrid, maybe score a hat trick. Cause remember that one final Salah got hurt. Got I think hurt. Ramos hurt him. Yeah. I pulled his shoulder and, yeah. and then they got the, they got a chance last season to do it and it wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. So at this all. is the uh, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. My dad's a Liverpool fan. That'd be great for him, but f mostly for Mo Salah. Cause I really like him. That'd be cool. But I think in a dream scenario, having the two powerhouses of this champions league meet and then of course, Real Madrid breaking the hearts of city fans across the world <laughs> would be would be great. Nuts. Yeah. I know that a lot of people would probably want City to win, but Carlo Ancelotti right now has won the Champions League a record four times. Yeah. Uh, the most decorated football manager in, in the Champions League. And obviously Casemiro going to United hurts me because I put my pick in for Real Madrid to win the Champions yeah, League when that, that, that midfield trio was a thing uh, and it's no longer a thing and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> but I, I really think that because of who Ancelotti is and how much experience he has, I know that he's already potentially getting um, Chua, Chua Meni and Kamavinga ready for that role. Yeah. You know that they're probably going hard at training. If they're able to adapt, I think that that's going to really just obviously add to Real Madrid's success. And Benzema, let's not forget about Benzema. The last Champions League season he had, he scored 15 goals in 12 appearances with monster hat tricks against PSG and Chelsea. This guy really stepped up to the plate. I'm putting my pick in that he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. So I think he's going to be like Benzema 2.0 riding that wave with yeah. the Ballon d'Or. So Real Madrid is just such a solid team with solid players with Casemiro or not with a manager who's been there, done that, who has experience where Man City has those really big players and Pep's an unbelievable manager, but I just think it may come down to the final, ex the jitters that teams may have where Real Madrid's calm, cool, collected. We freaking own this tournament and City will be low-key shitting themselves. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think any of those four teams we picked could easily win this tournament. Right? So it's, um, it's going to be awesome. Champions League is great. It's just a different vibe to the league play. So I'm I'm really excited to see all these teams, our Canadian boys play, and yeah, just giving them shout out to our Canadian boys. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we can fit in some. Maybe we should start watch parties for one of these games, or yeah, maybe when it starts it when it starts getting to a good. Well, yeah, maybe we'll see kind of the way it plays. The way out. it plays out, but maybe uh, that would be fun. Start getting fans to yeah. watch with us. All right, I'm we'll in. figure it out. Okay, if you awesome. guys are in, I'm in. All right, guys. <laughs> this has been episode seven. We hope that you loved our breakdown of the Champions League. Let us know what teams you think are going to win, what groups you're most excited for, anything you want to add. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time. That's a wrap for another episode of Kickback, and thanks so much for listening. You can catch Caroline and Liam here every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays to give you the latest rundown on all things football. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating. Please and thank you. And for even more Kickback content, follow the 90th Minute on all your favorite social channels. See you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 